0: This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. Pierce. Pierce. Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my MC. That's I young What's up, what's up, what's up, how we doing, how are we doing, and welcome to episode 157, episode 157 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a super duper weekend. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, part of the Big Night Media team with some terrific podcasts like A Chance to Strive, Rambling with Purpose, Music You're Missing, 30 Flirty and Surviving. It's Always Something with JD, Let's Be Clear with Kayla, Burnt Toast, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, the Marky P show, those girls you know, drinks after work and eat the damn cake. If you're into sports cards, go check out Big Night Breaks. You can also go to the card vault down at Patriot Place and you can always check out Timmy Ticket Tuesday every Tuesday if you want free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live. And you can always go get your Banner Banter podcast merchandise at bignightshop.com. And I think, yeah, did I hit everything? I think I did. So let's get right into it. Kevin Garnett, I'm recording this right after the Kevin Garnett ceremony. Listen, as much as uh i don't think that number should have gone up that was special what a cool what a cool ceremony what a great day today at td garden uh that was awesome i'm battling a cold had a couple drinks so my apologies if my voice is a little raspy but uh That ceremony, I thought, was better than Paul Pierce's. Uh, KG loves the crowd. He fed off the crowd, especially that quote where he was just like, I know y'all fucked with me, but I didn't know y'all fucked with me like this. That was awesome. Ray Allen being there was unreal. It was perfect. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I got very watery-eyed when I saw the big three hug at half court. That was really cool um i'm I'm glad paul pierce spoke i'm glad wick spoke uh the gifts that wick gave kevin garnett and his daughters was really cool kevin garnett's daughter's jackets were fucking sick those things were so dope um i'm glad mike gorman hosted it i love the videos between the timeouts the bloopers uh, they did a little tr- tribute about Gino. the five or six minute video, or the five, I don't want to say it was a five or six minute video, but the couple minute video before the ceremony actually started was fucking awesome. Um, it was just perfectly executed by the Celtics. And, you know, KG slapping hands with Jalen Brown after Jalen's poster dunk was awesome. Kind of reminded me of Paul Pierce slapping hands with Jason Tatum after he hit a big three a couple years ago when Paul Pierce was sitting courtside. It was just a really, really special night at TD Garden today. And if you were there... Uh, hope you had as much fun as I did. It was a great time. Shout out to my friends uh, Casey and Luke who joined me at the game, uh, rocking their Banner Banter podcast merchandise. That was very nice of them. Uh, it was just a a really really special night at TD Garden. It was really cool. Um, I you know I, I I said last week on the podcast I thought it was a little weird how much hype they're putting behind you know the KG thing. It was probably you know money focused and you know which is understandable, but it was very well executed by the Celtics a a really really great and special night at TD Garden that I will never forget for sure you know I like I said last week I don't believe that Kevin Garnett's number should be up there but you know he really loves Boston and Boston really loves him so um, I'm glad to see it up there and you know at the end of the day even though I don't agree with it that it was just a it was a really, really cool ceremony. And I'm glad all the players sat there. And I hope that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown looked at that and said, I want to be a part of this. I want to start an, uh, you know another retirement banner uh, because that was really cool. And I hope they put Ray Allen's number up there next because he deserves it. No no joke. And even KG said it uh, last night too, or tonight, whatever. It was, uh, it was really, really cool for sure. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the current state of the Boston Celtics right now. They're currently 41-28. That means they only got 13 games left. They're currently the five seed. If it ended today, they'd be playing the Bulls in the playoffs as the road team. They are currently one game behind the Bulls for the fourth spot, two games behind, or two games ahead of the Cavs, I should say, for the sixth spot, and three games ahead of the Raptors, who are currently the first seed, if you will, in the uh, play-ins. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, they're a game and a half behind the Bucks in the 76ers, who are currently tied for second. Uh, last week the Celtics beat the Hornets one fifteen to one oh one, they beat the Pistons one fourteen to one oh three, and then they lost to the Mavs today ninety five to ninety two in one of the ugliest games I've ever watched. Like the first five minutes was, to be honest with you, a lot of fun the place was rocking and then it just got really ugly really quick but this week the celtics start off their last west coast road trip of the season wednesday night versus the warriors at 10 p.m on espn and then friday versus the kings in sacramento at 10 p.m and then they travel to denver on sunday to play the nuggets at 8 p.m the bulls they go on a west coast road trip as well they're playing the kings jazz and Suns, and guess what the bucks are also going on the west coast too to play the jazz kings and minnesota timberwolves the Cavs this week have the clippers 76ers nuggets and pistons and the 76ers have the nuggets Cavs, mavs and raptors so celtics have a, a little bit of a shot here to move up if they play well against the kings the warriors and the nuggets you know the 76ers you know the nuggets game joker versus Embiid, the battle of the mvps this season that'll be fun uh the mavs are a good team raptors are playing well as of late so They'll be very interesting uh, for sure to see if the Celtics can move up in the standings at all. But why don't we start off this week's episode with stud and dud of the week. So hit the music. And now it is time for the Celtics stud (laughs) and the Celtics dud of the week. Okay, this week's stud and dud of the week for episode 157 of the Banner Pantry Podcast. A little different this week. We're going to do a off-the-court stud and dud of the week and an on-the-court stud and dud of the week. First off, we'll start off with the off-the-court stud of the week, and that's Ray Allen for showing up and showing KG he's the bigger man here because I don't think Ray Allen should have gotten hated on by the Celtics as much as he did. I understand why Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Rondo and all of them were very upset. Um about you know ray allen going to the miami heat but i thought it was very mature and very kind and just fucking awesome that ray allen showed up to kevin garnett's thing you know i was bummed that he wasn't there for paul pierce's thing but you know whatever it is what it is but it was great to see ray and kg kind of make amends very cool to see that at all-star weekend but to actually see it live in person on the parquet was awesome so the off-court excuse me stud of the week is ray allen the off-court dud of the week is tom brady i love tom brady tom brady has brought me some of the greatest memories in my life but tom brady announcing that he's coming back for uh during kg ceremony was absolute fucking bullshit and very selfish of tom brady that was absurd let kg have his moment maybe i should be more mad at adam schefter for reporting it when he did but either way I'm angry at Tom Brady for doing that during KG ceremony. That was not cool. So he gets the off-the-court dud of the week. So off-the-court stud, Ray. Off-the-court dud, Tom Brady. The on-the-court stud of the week, Al Horford. His defense was awesome this week, including five steals versus the Mavs today. He does such a great job pressuring the, the ball handlers when he has to switch on to them, and he's done a great job protecting the rim all year, especially this week. He averaged 11 points, seven boards, two assists, and three Almost three steals a game. It was like 2.7 steals per game. Um, I know it should have been Tatum. Tatum got it last week. I usually don't like to give stud and dud of the week to, you know, stud back-to-back weeks. But obviously, Tatum was phenomenal this week. You know, a couple 30-point games. I think the Mavs game was the first time he didn't score 30 points in four or five games. But... Al Horford, I thought, was terrific all week, especially against the Mavs yesterday. He was all over the place. Um, You know, obviously you'd like to see some of his shots go in a little bit more, but it is what it is. So Al Horford gets the the on-the-court stud of the week and the the on-the-court dud of the week, which is a bigger convo that we'll talk about in a second, but it's number 12. That's right, Grant Williams. uh, In the last three games, or I'm sorry, in the last four games, since he went 3-of-3 from 3 versus the Grizzlies, he is shooting point. Zero seven one percent. So literally less than terrible. It it's bad. Point zero seven one percent from three in the last four games, since he went three of three for, from three versus the Grizzly. He has gone O of three, one of five, O of two, and O of four from three in the last four games. He's also only shooting twenty nine percent from the field in the last four games. And I mentioned it in a few podcasts ago when the Celtics got Back from the All-Star break, I said one of the mo- one of the five most important things that the Celtics have to continue in the second half of the season has to be Grant Williams has to continue shooting the ball well because that will help Tatum and Brown and others attack the rim, find more open shots, blah, 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 blah. And if Grant Williams, number 12, cannot hit shots the way that he could earlier in the season, that is going to be a big issue in the playoffs. So maybe he's in a little slump. He has improved, and hopefully he can get out of the slump, but number 12 is your dud of the week this week, but the bigger story here um, is the Celtics' three-point shooting, and I don't want to put all the blame on number 12 at all, but... And, the, and just so you know, this has absolutely nothing to do with finding a shooter at the deadline, because at this point, I don't know if that shooter can help how poorly this team is shooting the ball as of late. Now, in their wins versus the Nets and the Grizzlies, the Celtics shot 43% and 47% from three, which is delightful. Absolutely great. But this week... Not so much. And it's something that they need to get away from ASAP because the assist numbers have also gone down. And this team can't turn into the team of old that they were in December and November and whatever happened during that time that I never want to think about again. The last two games, they've had 23 assists and 16 assists. The game before that against the Hornets, they had 30 assists. So that's not winning basketball. 16 assists. That's terrible. But the last three games, the Celtics are shooting 25% from three. Their opponents are shooting 32% from three. I mean, both numbers are terrible, but that's a huge difference. 25% from three versus 32% from three. I mean, Jalen Brown is shooting 24, 24% 24 from three in the last four games. He has to tackle. uh, attack the rim more. I mean, that's where he's best. I mean, look at that dunk that he had today. That was absurd. Jalen Brown has to stop shooting three-pointers and attack the rim. Now, Jalen Brown is a good three-point shooter. Don't get me wrong. He's probably in a little slump himself. But this is something that... The Celtics cannot rely on. And whatever they did versus the Mavs will not work going forward. A lot of iso ball, not a lot of ball movement. And listen, they missed some open shots. Those shots will follow eventually. I get that. But when they don't, the last thing you should be doing, if you're this basketball team, is shooting the three ball. You, you can't be shooting the three ball, like, at all. And it's, and it's very annoying. It's very frustrating to see this team rely on the three ball so much when they're so bad at it. I mean, the last three games, 25% from three. Now, the fact that they're winning those games is ridiculous, is awesome, and I love it. But it it just can't happen anymore. Uh, 25% in the last three games. Ugh, just absolutely gross. I don't like it at all. And listen, you have to give credit to the Mavs. Their defense today was phenomenal. And, you know, I mentioned last week they're one of the better defensive teams in the league. But this team is capable of shooting the ball well. They just can't rely on it. They really can't. You know that saying, live or die by the three? The Celtics are currently dying by the three right now. But in some way, they're winning. So are they really dying? I don't know. I'm spiraling. This is not good. But this is going to be a quick podcast this week, folks. Just so you know. Uh, I got a lot going on. So, but I really just want us to take a quick time and just realize the Celtics are doing a lot of good things on the floor. You know, the ball movement, minus the last two games, has been phenomenal. Uh, They're rebounding the ball well. They're not giving up a lot of second-chance points. There were a couple long rebounds today against the Mavs that kind of drove me nuts. But, you know, that's part of the game. But the the defense is still there. They're still playing well on both ends of the floor. It's just the three-point shooting just has to either A, get better... Or B, just take a step back with the amount of attempts and find other ways to score the basketball. Attack the rim, find your spots, maybe a shot fake, take a dribble, take a step in. Those type of things. They can't get back to the step back three-pointer iso ball. And that's not a shot at Tatum. I mean, smart too. They They just can't get back to that and rely on that, especially on this West Coast road trip. Because they got three very important games, I think. I think this West Coast road trip is going to be massive. They have to go three and one at minimum. They can't go two and two on this West Coast road trip. So they're playing the Warriors, the Kings, the Nuggets, and then the Thunder. The Thunder are next Monday, which is uh, the second night of a back to back because they're playing the Nuggets on Sunday. They cannot go two and two on this road trip. This has to be a three and one road trip. If they lose to the Warriors, fine. If they beat the Warriors and then lose to the Nuggets, fine. I mean, if they want to go four and zero, grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey. Like, they cannot go 2-2 two two on this West Coast road trip. They they just can't do it. So, you have the Warriors game on Mon- uh, on Wednesday, 10 p.m. on ESPN. Big game. The Warriors are currently on a three-game winning streak after losing 7 out of 8. And that three-game win streak includes wins over the Nuggets and the Bucks. Draymond Green, according to reports, will be back for them against the Wizards tonight. Um... From what I'm seeing, Clay Thompson is playing very well. I know he played his best game since his uh, he returned from injury. I think he dropped like 37 or 38 points against the Bucks the other night uh, on Saturday night, ABC primetime. So it looks like Clay Thompson's finally turning into him, his old self. And Clay Thompson's also a phenomenal defender. And that's one of the reasons why they are not only a good offensive team, especially if Steph Curry gets going, but their defense is actually third best in the league. The Celtics are number one, then the Suns, and then the Warriors. So if you thought the Celtics' offense didn't look great against the sixth-best defense in the league, which was the Mavs, oh boy, the Celtics better be ready. Ime Adoka better have a good game plan to try and mess around with Steve Kerr's defensive scheme and the fact that Draymond's back. I mean, that's going to make them even better defensively if they've been hanging on to this third spot for so long. Um, Andrew Wiggins, he's an all-star. Uh, he can score, and he can score at will. He can defend very well, too, so that will be a tough matchup, whether it's for Jalen or Jason. Um, you know, this is going to be a tough game. I, I know the Celtics beat the War. Did the Celtics beat the Warriors early this year? I'm having a brain fart right now, and I'm not going to look it up because I don't care that much because that's in the past. I think they lost. I don't know. I don't remember. It was in December. It was a Saturday night game in December. I do remember that. But anyways, that doesn't matter. But the Warriors game on Wednesday night will be a tough one. The Celtics offensively have to be ready to go. They have to shoot the three-point ball well. And again, I say this all the time. When the Celtics play against a good three-point shooting team, do not try to outshoot the Golden State Warriors, for the love of God. Please don't do that. And then Sacramento Kings game on Friday. I mean, what do you want me to say? The Kings suck. I mean, the Celtics, that's a must-win for them. You know, going out. West is always tough, especially this late in the season. De'Aaron Fox is playing well ever since Tyrese Halliburton went to the Indiana Pacers in that weird deal between the Pacers and the Sacramento Kings. They now have Sabonis because of that, you know, because of that trade during the trade deadline. So they have good talent there, but the Celtics are a better team. The Kings are currently on a four-game losing streak, so they have to win. It's like, the Celtics are at the point that they're so good that, like, Games like this, if they lose, could literally ruin their playoff run. So this is a must-win game, and they have to win this game. And then Sunday against the Nuggets at eight PM should be fun. Always is in Denver. Joker, he's phenomenal. I mean, what do you want me to say about Nikola Djokic? He's unbelievable. He's so good. And he's fighting for MVP. God, he's such a good basketball player. He really is. Even though he doesn't look like he should be a basketball player, he's so good. The Nuggets are in a tough playoff race out west, so you know they're just not going to slack off against the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics did beat them in February during their crazy win streak, 108-102 at TD Garden. Jalen Brown did go 4 of 17 in that game and only scored 12 points, so that should change. So that's definitely a help. Excuse me. And then, you know, Rob and Al combined for 27 rebounds in that in that game. They did a great job keeping the Joker off the glass, and they have to continue to do that. And, you know, Aaron Gordon, he's a very good rebounder as well, so you have to be aware of him as well. So to do that, you got to be physical. And I feel like Al and Rob have been playing very well as of late, especially being physical around the rim, not allowing a lot of second-chance points, because if the Joker gets a second chance, chance near the rim he's going to score or he's going to find an open shooter. He's a—he's one of the best passers in the league. He's not one of the best big man passers in the league. He is literally one of the best passers in the league, period. So do not give him more opportunities to find open shooters or backdoor cuts or anything like that Off. Offensive rebounds—you you just can't let him do that. So, um, I think that's going to be it for this week of the Banner Banter podcast. Again, sorry about my voice; I've been battling a cold. Had a few drinks today. I had a great time again at TD Garden. Congratulations to Kevin Garnett. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so close to twenty thousand listens. So maybe listen to an episode again or tell a friend about the Banner Banter podcast. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter eighteen or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Happy St. Patrick's Day! St. Patrick's days this week. Yeah, I'm Irish, so I love St. Patrick's Day, and I hope everyone has a great week. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Bye bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.